If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, June 5th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for time off. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am also grateful for time off. And I would like to say, you keep saying like vacation, time off, whatever, but... It, it was a vacation from the show, but we worked all week. We did work. How would you rank our, well, would you even call it? Would you even want to call it a staycation? No. And I saw you write that down and I'm like, staycation. That wasn't a staycation because we were working the whole week. Right. So what would you call it? Uh, a week off of the show, a work week, a work planning week. I think it's... the. The only reason I was calling it staycation is because if we take off time later this summer to go to the beach, we will probably still record the show, right? I don't know. We'll still do the show while we're gone Mm -hmm. because we're not going to be, we're probably not going to be going to the beach during a a typical holiday week. Yeah. Right? Is that so? Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So I won't call it a staycation. I'll call it a half staycation. Mm-hmm. How? Would- we could just call it not the beach. This well, is usually our beach week every year. We didn't go anywhere this year. How would you rank our non-staycation staycation? Um, I would think it was like an eight. I mean, I think it was a productive week. I feel like I got a lot done. I don't know how you're feeling about it, but I can confidently say that I was still working through the last of this cold and there is zero chance I could have gotten through every show last week. Yeah. Because I was still really like coughing. The cough was just incessant. Like even, do you what, have, was, what day was it? Like, was it on Memorial Day that we went to my parents and I was still just like coughing, 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 like couldn't catch my breath. Do you have the the printout? Did you, is this it? I do. It is it. Okay. Jeff and I are going to self-diagnose here. Um, We have no medical background. We have no medical training, but we read this article and we're like, we know what was wrong with us. There is a disease called metapneumonovirus. It's called HMPV. Well, it's abbreviated HMPV. It's spiked in the spring, this is according to the CDC, and I feel like it's a public service to share this because we heard from a lot of people who said, oh, you've got the coughing thing? Yeah. Oh, you've got the, your mom had it. We went to Ellie's field day and two people there said, oh, you've got it? Yeah, I, we've we had, had it. it. Our yeah. family had it. And we were testing negative for COVID, so it wasn't that. Yeah. Uh so uh, it 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 spiked. It's it had numbers that are about a third higher than typical, um, and there's nothing you can do about it. But it's it's every symptom that we had, mainly a nonstop cough. Yeah, and one of the things on there, like one of the women that was actually diagnosed with it, was like there was a point where I was coughing so hard that I couldn't breathe. That happened to me. There that were- happened to you. Yeah, there were times where I would start to say something that I thought was funny, but didn't because if Callie laughed, the laugh would turn into a cough. I'm not trying to be dramatic. And out of the (laughs) two of us, I am not a hypochondriac. So I feel like you can put the weight, you can put confidence in the weight of my statement. But I was downstairs. Jeff was upstairs putting Ellie to bed one night with the the door closed. the The disclaimer, I think, is the same in every husband and wife 
illness. That you're a hypochondriac situation. and I'm not. Yeah. Because yeah. I get a cold and I am asking Callie to check the numbers of urgent, you know, the hours of the urgent cares. He's not kidding. Because what if this what if this is just worse? What if it's worse? What if I got what if I need a lung x-ray? And Callie could be bleeding from the eyes and she she would say, you know, a little Visine will clear this up. Yeah. Um, so I will tell you that I was in the kitchen by myself and started coughing so violently that I thought I was going to choke and be choking and I couldn't call for help from Jeff. And I my phone was upstairs too. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if this is the end of my life? Like, what <laughs> if I choke and no one can hear me? If you have this nonstop cough and some of the other uh, symptoms are, where did it go? It's a lower lung infection. So uh, the hacking cough is number one, but also a runny nose, sore throat, which you had more Mm -hmm. than I did. Fever, which neither of us had. Yeah. Um, If you have that, know that there is a name for it. Also know that there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And Callie, because she was trying to get pregnant at the time we were doing the getting ready for an embryo transfer couldn't take anything other than the most mild robitussin which like doesn't work right i mean it works like a tiny bit but yeah nyquil is my best friend and i could not take that so it was it was pretty bad also they can worth noting they can test for this so if you go to urgent care and you're like i think i might have this like if you want to be diagnosed uh they can test for it they can test for it? I thought they couldn't. Oh, they can test for it, but they just can't treat it. Yeah. There's nothing they can do for it, but they can say, yep, this is exactly what you have. They can treat your symptoms. So if you do have the cough and it's overwhelming or it's preventing you from sleeping, you can't go to your doctor and they'll give you something for the cough. But uh, anyways, it's it's called HMPV. So maybe we're all in the same club. If you have it, we're all in the same club. I feel so like everyone listening right now is like, oh my gosh, shut <clears throat> up. Just tell us about the embryo transfer. Oh, yeah, that was a big deal, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, minor, minor. Um, okay, so are we going to tell the whole story or do I tell the results first? We got the embryo transfer. The embryo transfer happened while we were still recording episodes, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we have to wait 10 days for a blood test to determine whether or not the embryo stayed in its house. Yes. And so I went for blood work on Friday and I got a call from my doctor, Dr. Libby on Friday afternoon. And she said that we are pregnant. So, uh, it's, I think I'm more, Jeff and I have two different views on this kind of like Jeff is cautiously optimistic. And as you're listening to the show, I'm getting more blood work done to make sure that my levels are appropriately continuing to rise. He Jeff is like, well, you know, let's make sure the numbers are rising, whatever. And I have a completely different stance on this because of our first miscarriage. And the first time we ever got pregnant, I was terrified and I was so scared and so nervous that I, we lost that baby and I hadn't spent a day being grateful and appreciating it. So I made a promise to myself that if we're lucky enough to get pregnant again, I will be grateful for every day that I have with that baby, whether it's a baby that goes to full term or or not. Um, so I'm just in my bubble right now of, okay, if we have it for three days, like maybe tomorrow we'll get on the show and tell you that it didn't work out. But today I am pregnant and today I'm being grateful for that and cheering on that little baby 
and I get in my belly. And I'm I'm just too practical. If it were up to me, we would have told nobody after Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, except for Uncle Dan, which we will explain in a minute. But other than that, nobody would have known until the second blood test, which is happening today. So they they test what's it called? H- HCG. HCG is the thing that's in the blood that tells you not only if you're pregnant, but how pregnant you are. Yeah. So the first, like when I had chemical pregnancies before, I think my levels, Jeff said he wrote it down. I don't remember it being this low, but they said you're basically, you're technically pregnant, but the numbers are very, very low, like under 10. So we, it is physically possible to carry a healthy child from a number like that, but most people don't. And that was what they had said to me. My number- It it would be- an anomaly. It would. It the, would be. You had a seven, and you had an eleven, and then they make you come back three days later. They tell you that 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 HCG is present in your blood, which means that something happened. Yes. Right. But in order for it to be developing, that seven three days later would have to be a forty-two. It has to double yeah. every single day, or that eleven would have to be close to a hundred mm-hmm. um, or no, yeah, what, whatever it is, just keep doubling it three times. And in both cases it didn't. And they said it was likely to not yeah, double like they based gave on me a how, heads up. how low it was. Cause they want it to be close to 100. Yeah. And my number um, that she called me with on Friday was a 95, which is a really great start. And I said, so is this like, I'm kind of pregnant. I asked Dr. Libby, and she said, no, you're pregnant. You're that's, I'm really happy with that number and it's really solid. So I'm going in today for more blood work and then we'll make sure that it's appropriately rising. Um, the number, and, the number today that we should get is supposed to be around 750. According to Jeff's research. Well, no, according to, it's supposed to double every 24 hours. So if it was I mean, we, it's easier to just round it up to 100. If it was 100 on Friday morning, yeah. that means it should be 200 on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. which means it should be 400 on Sunday morning, which means it should be 800 on Monday morning. Yeah. You know, and then I'm knocking off 50 because it wasn't 100, it was 94.6 or whatever. I will say I feel super. So Dr. Libby, who is my fertility specialist, she's at Shady Grove Fertility. <laughs> she's someone that I went to high school with. And we weren't, I wouldn't say we were like friends in high school, but we knew who each other were. And we had kept in touch via Instagram. And then when she got hired at Shady Grove and she messaged me and said, Hey, I'm coming back to Shady Grove. Um, I'm coming back to Atlanta rather. And, um, you know, when I was kind of documenting on Instagram that we were trying for a second baby and it had been like six months, she's like, why don't you just come talk to me? Like, why don't we chat? Why don't we have a consult? And I was like, well, isn't it kind of early for that? And she's like, Callie, it is never too early. So she's been with us since day one, even when Jeff was like kind of a skeptic. Cause he's like, I don't think we need fertility help. Like, I think we just need to stick it out. Like you were kind of like, I don't know about this. Now you're like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Um, and then she did my egg retrieval. She came in on her day off to do my egg retrieval. And then she also came in, uh, on her day off to do my, this round of an IVF transfer. So I feel like she has been kind of our good luck charm and the baby will someday get to meet my friend who, who did the started transfer. their life. Yeah. yeah. Like literally started their life. So it's really, um, really exciting and, and cool. And I'm going to cheer on this baby for as long as I'm lucky enough to have it, whether that be 
tomorrow or for the rest of my life. I don't know. I am so envious of your attitude about that or about this, because if it were up to to me, we wouldn't be telling anyone because that to me, the anxiety is overwhelming. And couple, I'm tra- a couple of things about that. One, you're inherently more private than I am. Like I have no secrets and you're more like, well, like you don't tell everybody everything. And to me, I'm kind of like, I'm an open book. I don't really care, whatever. And this really is, I don't know that I would have felt as strongly about it had we not lost our first baby. Right. I get, I totally understand it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying the way, you know, you're approaching it or the way I'm approaching it is right or wrong. I am truly envious of your spirit and attitude about it. I wish I didn't have, wasn't nervous. Yeah. Because I, I would like to think that if we get a phone call today and the numbers are are close to what they should be, 750 or 800 or higher, whatever, well, I would, I would, I would love to have, but I know my brain is immediately going to say, okay, when's the next test? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the next one after that would be an ultrasound in a couple of weeks, right? I'm assuming, mm-hmm. or maybe another blood test, but whatever it is, I'm immediately going to be thinking, oh, when's the next one? When's the next right. one? Right. What's the next milestone? What's the next hurdle? What, what do we and have I, to do? And I wish I could shut that off. Well, the good news is, is that they genetically tested the embryo before they gave it to us. So we know that we're, that's another comforting thing is that we know chromosomally. It's, it's very, it's, it's very strong. It's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Which causes me more anxiety because oh it makes me think, well, if something happened, because the first transfer was strong. I know, but I'm old AF, so. I know. Uh, the, the funniest part about finding out was uh, Callie goes in. She always gets the first appointment in the morning, first to go in for, for her routine blood work or checkup or whatever. So by 8.30, she's done. And then we just wait for the phone to ring. And it rang three hours later while Callie and I were sitting in a meeting with a guy named Dan going over our new office for 1022 Projects. Yeah, and he's someone that we don't know very well. We've probably had, what, three, four meetings with him, but he's not someone that knows anything about us. Like, he doesn't know our daughter's name. He doesn't know the name of our podcast. Like, he doesn't, he, so we don't have that kind of a relationship but I knew I wanted to take the call because I don't want to, I would not have been focused on what he had to say, no. uh, knowing that I missed a call from our doctor. And I, so I took the call. I was like, I have to take this. Sorry. And then I walked out. And I knew what the, and I'm still in his office going over the details of the lease as distracted as Callie would have been. And not adding to that, I'm thinking, how is she going to let me know? What the results what, are. What they say when they come back, because we were only halfway through the meeting, right? I, yeah. So in my, I'm, I, I, so I'm watching her. The office we were in was a, clo- a glass-walled office. And I'm watching her come down the hall toward the office. And I don't know if I should be looking in her eyes, if I should be looking at her hands for a subtle little thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm trying to see if she's smiling or if there's a tear in her eye. I'm trying to, to read and I get nothing. The whole way down the hall and until you get into the door, zero. And then I said, Dan, I'm really sorry, but I I just have to tell you, Jeff, we're going to have a baby. 
like I'm pregnant. He was like, Oh my God. Uh, and I said, I explained, you know, that we had been going through fertility right. treatment. So we knew we were waiting on the call. It was happening today. He happened to be there, but it wasn't something that I could, you know, hold back from Jeff. And I feel like every time so far I've told you that I'm pre- like when I told you I was pregnant with Ellie, you were like half asleep. Well, yeah. I woke you up in the middle of the night. I'm like, Hey, Hey, yeah, I'm pregnant. Like what? Yeah. They're always, I think they're always great stories, right? Yeah. It makes a great story. So this guy was just like, wow. Okay. We're like, all right, uncle Dan, let's sign this. (laughs) Yeah. Let's sign this deal. In retrospect, I wish I had said to Dan, when you get out of the room, Hey, this is actually a, a phone call related to some fertility news that we're waiting on. So I really want to be here, be there with her. But yeah. that's like that that to me is the same that thought popped into my head the same way a great comeback does 4 hours after you're out of right. the situation. Right, could have would have shut up. Yeah. And I and I was I was so bummed that I didn't cuz I would have liked to have been standing next to you, but I also love the story. Yeah. Should everything, fingers crossed tightly, work out for this transfer? That's going to be a great story. Yeah. Ellie Dollar is addicted to smoothies and Little Spoon is fueling that addiction by delivering smoothies right to her front door. She loves them. Like love is probably too weak a word for how she feels about these. Here's my concern with Ellie. And I think this is the thing like with all toddlers is that they get stuck with things that they like and they just want to eat it over and over and over. So I was excited when we got our last Little Spoon delivery and it was all different smoothies and you can pick your own, but Uh I love that it forces her to mix it up a little bit and she's non-discriminatory about her little spoon smoothies. So there's all different flavors, all different kinds of veggies hidden in there. She has no idea. She loves them. And she actually cried when I told her she had to take one to her friend next door. Uh, Cause she wanted, she was, (laughs) she was going next door to play and she wanted to take a smoothie with her. Yeah. And we said, well, we can't go to somebody's house eating a snack without bringing a snack. Yeah, so you have to bring them a snack. She says, no, I don't want to share my smoothie. Anyways. Little Spoon is so much more than smoothies, though. They actually have, for kids Ellie's age, two, three years old, toddlers, they have plates, dinner time plates. So if you are making something for dinner and you know it's not going to hit the target with your toddler, which happens from time to time. It does. You could just go into the freezer and grab one of these little spoon plates, cook it in the microwave, and you're going to have a happy toddler and a happy rest of the family. And Little Spoon makes it so easy by delivering the smoothies and the plates right to your front door. So we've been a Little Spoon family for a while, and they are now offering a discount to Upside listeners. You can make this year's chaos a little bit more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks that your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-P-O-O-N.com slash Upside30 and enter our code Upside30 for 30% off at checkout. The new and improved second generation Hatch Rest makes sleep better and more magical for your entire family. Because if one person in the family isn't sleeping well, there's a good chance that nobody's sleeping well. But the all-in-one Hatch Rest is a smart sleep device with a sound machine and a nightlight that grows with your kids. It's something that they are going to be comfortable with 
from day one, whether you're just using it as a sound machine like we did for Ellie, uh, playing the sounds of rain or uh, white noise in the background while she falls asleep and while she sleeps all night, to progressing and making it a nightlight to a touch device that she can actually control and turn on and off. The next step is going to actually be programming it so that she can know when it's time to go to bed and when it's time to wake up based on what colors the hatch rest turns. There's nothing this device can't do. Well, it can't rock your kid to sleep, but it technically can sing it a lullaby. You can get your hands on the hatch for 15% off simply by going to hatch.co slash upside. The deal is up to 15% off your purchase of a hatch rest and free shipping. So you got to go to hatch.co slash upside, hatch.co slash upside. If you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and for yourself, get up to 15% off plus free shipping. And if you got somebody in your life who's having a kid, this right here, best gift you can give them. It's the gift of a good night's sleep. It is really hard for me to get motivated to wear makeup in the summer because it's so humid down here in Atlanta and it's just hot and I don't want layers and layers of makeup. So I try to make it as easy for myself as possible while still looking cute because we're taking photos and I always want to feel my best. Here's a product that is going to change your summer. It is called the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. Now, this is from Thrive Cosmetics, and I put mine in the inner corner of my eyes to look like you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't. It kind of gives you that little like oomph look like you have makeup on, even though it's just a little dab on the inside of your eyes. You could also use it for an eyeshadow. You could use it as an eyeliner actually. Um, and it has more than 10,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Thrive Cosmetics makes certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and all without compromising performance. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's thrivecosmetics, dot com slash upside for 20% off your your first order. We're so excited about our new office. The The past 30 days have been action-packed. Action-packed. We have our studio, which I think will be up and running in the month of June. Yes. Should be. It should be. We're going to go. There's been a couple delays, but it should be up and running in the month of June. Yeah. We're, we are um, putting a studio in Pont City Market for people, anyone uh, to rent out and use for podcasting. And we also signed a lease on a new, well, an office space for 1022. And uh, so so it's been a very exciting month. It's also been, uh, uh, it's, it's also funny. I don't know if it's funny. I think it's just, to me, it's part of the journey because all of this stuff kind of happens at once, you know, so we have new equipment to buy and we have security deposits to pay, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we have this office. We got no furniture to put in it. We have nothing. Not only do we have nothing, but it is literally not in our budget to go right. even like, we're not even going to Ikea to make stuff that 
works. Like they have provided desks that you can use and provided chairs. And that's literally the only thing in this office. I think we could find at Ikea, you can just find basic white. I think you just, you just don't like Ikea at all. Do you? You hate It's Ikea. not that I hate Ikea. It's that this to me is like our first grown up. Cause we've had a shared office space, like a membership co-working thing for a while, like the past year. And we, it's never our private space. So we always like, you know, pack up our stuff, leave, whatever. I don't want to like half do the space. Like I would rather work in an empty space with just empty desks for a while until we can afford to furnish it and do it well than have it halfway done. The problem with that, that I think you're, you're overlooking is if we're going to move into that space and we're going to use it, we're going to have some, uh, you know, a computer in there or whatever is going to be set up in that space. You mm-hmm. know, if there's going to be some equipment in there, cause we're going to be meeting with people. So we'll want to demonstrate equipment or show them equipment or even maybe even have stuff for them to buy. Um, we've got like our awards mm-hmm. upsides, won a couple of awards. I think cover art, the cover art of our, some of our shows would be cool on the wall. Maybe, I don't know. But until we get something in there, that stuff's just all piled on the floor. So I think I, I well, think- we don't take stuff in there until we're ready to have a home for it. Yeah, yeah. So it might just be a little. It'll feel like we're still in a co-working space for a little bit, but we'll save the money and then we'll make it more us. What if maybe should we call? Are there furniture stores that sell office furniture that aren't Office Max or Office Depot? We swap out some some commercials on the show. Yeah. Be like, who wants to give us this free episode of, of the upside is brought to you by Staples. I'm on a Staples carpet mat right now. Yeah. Look at my chair glide. <laughs> Are there furniture stores? I've never really thought about that. I think, well, first of all, I think they're more like a big furniture. I think people are using dining room furniture now for office furniture, like instead of like an office chair, quote unquote. Like the chairs that we're sitting in right now are dining room chairs. The table that we use for our podcasting is a dining room table, you know? So I think people, more people now are using dining room tables. But this is for a studio. I know, but like Meghan Markle's office, she uses a dining room table for her desk. She does? How do you Mm -hmm. know? Because I've seen it. Hmm. Been there. Just kidding. No, I haven't. She uh, has been photographed in her office. Do you think she stole it from Buckingham Palace? No. So it got no. big ornate gold no. legs and whatnot? No. Uh, okay. It's like the anti of that. It's so California cool. What if we have an office warming party and we register for shelves? Oh my God. Okay. We're going to register at Ikea. If somebody could buy us a $27 shelf um, and we're also going to need like- Some fake plants. Like a fake plant. Yeah. Some, light, um, some lights. <laughs> So sad. Here are your three random things for today. If you overdo it in the sun and you end up with a killer sunburn. And I feel like I saw on the Instagrams this past week, a disproportionate number of people who underestimated the sun. And I think it's because it's been a little bit cooler. I am no research expert, but my guess would be that last week is the 
for Americans, the week that most people get sunburned because it's the beginning of the summer and it's the first time a lot of people are going on vacation and you don't have your base tan yet. So the only treatment recommended by the Mayo Clinic is aloe vera. Yeah. Using it straight from the plant is actually best. And I will tell you that years and years ago, I was on a cruise with my parents and got so sunburned. I was pink. I was that guy. I was the, oh my gosh, look at that guy, right? When Mm -hmm. I was on the beach. And on some Caribbean island, a guy walked up, you know, know, he's got one of those carts and he sells jewelry and, you know, to the tourists. Knickknacks, yeah. Yeah. And he said, I can help you. And he went and got an aloe vera leaf and he brought it and broke it in half and he rubbed it all over the burn. And it felt better instantly. Yeah. Then he hit me up for 20 bucks. Of course he did. For To buy a leaf that he went. At Whole Foods in the produce section, they sell whole aloe vera leaves, which I love because usually you would have to buy the whole plant. And I've never used a whole plant of that. So you can buy one leaf at... um, at Whole Foods, and they're pretty sizable, actually. The underestimated or the underreported technique to, to curing um, or to making a sunburn feel better is drink plenty of water. Mm. Keep Get your skin super, super hydrated. hydrated. Your second random thing for today is that women are more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome than men. 53% of women have experienced uh, that self-doubt that we so hate, feeling unqualified, despite typically having the skills to do um, the job. And I thought this was interesting because this is so not you, Jeff. Most men claim that they've never felt that way at all. Imposter syndrome? Yeah. Most men are lying. Yeah. I'm like, "Mm, really? Really? I res- I, I feel like you talk about that a lot. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, it might not be in business or in the workplace, but I, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it's, I would almost say it's more prevalent in men than it is in women. Yeah. Because, but they just might not speak of it. Cause like ego. Yeah. And your third random thing is Americans in particular are being overwhelmed by choices and it's literally driving us crazy. Hi, it's Jeff Dollar. Yep. Uh, people who have decision overwhelm can turn simple purchases into something like a sweater, into an endless quest for perfection. The right color, the right style, the right fit, the right fabric, the right price, the better deal. Is it on sale? Is this the right time to buy it? And the problem is... As they are seeking out this perfection, they are inundated with more and more choices, which actually makes it harder for them to choose. And then once they make a choice, once they make a purchase, then the problem is, well, what if there's something better out there? Should I feel like I have, this happens to you all the time. Should I have kept looking? So the solution is to settle, then stop looking, and chances are you will be thrilled with the decision that you made. I, you know what? The, the, the example they used was a sweater, but I think that's what, I think, wouldn't this be a great experiment, Callie, for you and I to try when it comes to going out to dinner or ordering food for dinner? Mm-hmm. What if we are each only allowed to, to suggest two places? Right. So Callie, where do you want to go? And you say, I want to go to the Thai restaurant or the Mexican restaurant. And I say, I want to go to the burger joint or the pizza joint. And you veto one of mine, I veto one of yours. So now it's Thai versus pizza. 
We flip a coin. We go. We don't even think about anything else. Mm-hmm. We don't even think, well, what about sushi while we're driving there? We just take it out because chances are when we get to the pizza restaurant, it's going to be great. You know what you're going to, what you're doing? That, the, I I don't know. Why am I tripping up on words right this second? What you're talking about, the analysis to paralysis thing. Yeah. I feel like you're doing that with our grass seed. Why? Like you're second guessing yourself. You're looking at other options. You're like, should I do, should I have done sod? Should I do this? Oh, no, I, 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 I would actually say the opposite. I'm really, I'm very confident in the grass. Mm. I'm very proud of it. I'm just waiting for a couple of bald spots to come in and, (laughs) and then, uh, and then it gets Uh, bald spots to fill out. You mean? Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I couldn't find him yesterday morning and I texted him. I'm like, where are you? And when you finally texted back outside watering my grass. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Pass Cast. Peace to you. So when I was 18, I waited tables and bartended at this little sports bar. And this guy would randomly leave like roses on my car, um, bought me a coach bag, and then sure enough, one day, he bought me a car and I kept the car for like a year. But like Callie said, he clearly wanted something. And after the year, yeah, he took the car back. But it does happen. Creepy old men buy 18 year old girls cars. Bye. Hey guys, T-Bird here. In college, when I was I was at Florida State, we had a thing called bladder bus. And it was Monday nights. And you could get in for $5 and you could drink all you want until someone went pee. And people would actually go as far as to wear diapers in there because they didn't want to be the first one to break the seal. Um, So there's that. And then also the peeing like while you're sleepwalking. So I had a friend in college who did that all the time and one time We were sitting in the living room and he walked out and started peeing in the trash can and then walked right past us again and back into the bedroom. So funny. Okay, love y'all, bye. Hi, this is Mary from Beaufort, South Carolina and I was listening to your show about dog names and naming dogs after food. And I'm on your, uh, I'm on the same page as you. My dog's name is Licorice. Guess what color she is. All right, have a great day. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is a vote for your daughter's little voice at the end of the podcast for June. Thanks for listening. Peace to you. Hey, this is Amy from Atlanta. I have to tell you, I'm so glad you talked about um, the jury um, TV show. I haven't found anyone who's watched it, so I've been dying to talk to somebody about it. When I watched it, I didn't know what to expect, but I laughed so hard, like belly laugh. And then I got to the last episode, and then when they did the big reveal, I felt so sad. I felt so sad that I laughed the whole time. Like I had to really kind of process it and be like, okay, um, it's okay, you know, he's okay with it and everything like that. But it was just such a, weird like experience going from it's so funny to like really thinking about oh wow they kind of duped this guy but um they did do it in a respectable way thank goodness so i just had to get that off my chest thanks for listening 
Stop waiting. You don't need a book. You don't need a coach. You don't need a degree. You don't need a mentor. You don't need a supplement. You don't need a vacation. You don't need a backup plan. You just need to start.